Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions has begun. Get on the grid. Sports Grid. I'm Arezzi. We're throwing it down here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. On this Thursday night, we've got some cool NBA basketball on the board, and we've also got a pretty cool guest, uh, Whale Capper, will step up and in. As if you think Whale Capper only swims in the NFL oceans, you're wrong. Uh, Whale Capper lays it down on everything except hockey. <laughs> um, I'm curious. You know what, actually? Uh, Whale Capper, you know, listen, Whale Capper's a Duke grad, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a Duke guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, he measures earthquakes for a living, as well as being one of the sharpest guys out there. But a lot of the sharp guys, they're too cool for school. You know what I mean? You ask them about the Alliance League or the XFL, oh, no, no, limits are too low. My main man, Will Capper, he was all over the Alliance League. He loved it. And we've got XFL lines posted right here at, uh, at FanDuel. And uh, we'll give you the numbers. We're going to see how fast these numbers are going to change, actually. And, in fact, let's check in uh, right now. No line movement yet. And, in fact, I want to find out. I want to find out if I could be the first one to bet the XFL here. Like, you know, we could send window will to the window, but I, I want to be the guy. Like, this is where we need, this is where we need, like, a camera, follow me around the book. That's be, that'd be more entertaining, actually. You guys want to, you want entertainment? Follow me around a book. I'm the mayor of Meadowlands. I got, like, you know, people come up to me with their problems, their, their solutions. <laughs> um... Um, it's like a uh, it's like a flea market out in the parking lot, <laughs> uh, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, we need to like follow. We need a camera and me going to the window and and asking. Like, uh, in fact, you know, we're gonna get Window Will on this. We got a project for him, uh, but we got Chris in studio uh, here too. Uh, you know, we got the power of Temple. We'll see if like two temples together can be as smart as one Duke guy. <laughs> but. Yeah, we're going to send these guys to the window, actually. We're going to ask them, has anybody bet on the XFL yet? Any big bets on the XFL yet? Because we've got XFL numbers here, people, for all four football games. And I'm seeing a couple of spots uh, that we like. All right, NBA trade deadline has uh, come and gone. The Clippers, they're not playing around. The Miami Heat, they're not playing around. The Raptors stand pat. Why why wouldn't they? Whale capper after the update. Sports Grid News Update. Good evening. I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Sports Grid Update. In Major League Baseball, the proposed sale of the Mets to billionaire Steve Cohen has fallen apart. Depending on which side you believe, either Jeff Wilpon scuttled the deal by asking for more concessions from Cohen, or Cohen wanted to be more involved before the five-year term of when he would take over is up. But as of right now, the proposed deal that would have Cohen buy the New York Mets is off. Another deal that is in jeopardy, the Mookie Betts-David Price trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers is on hold right now as the Red Sox are concerned about the medicals for Brewster Greaterall. Apparently, Greaterall 
cannot be a star. They, they, they don't think he can hold up. They think he's a reliever, and the Red Sox did not know that. So we're still waiting for a possible further compensation coming to the Red Sox way before this deal gets made official. This deal also affects the proposed Jock Peterson trade to the Los Angeles Angels. This is all tied up into one. We'll see what happens. As Gabe just mentioned, the NBA trade deadline came and went today with a host of deals. The LA Clippers get Maurice Morris and Isaiah Thomas from the New York Knicks. New York Knicks get Maurice Harkless, a 2020 first round pick. 2022nd round pick via Detroit. The Washington Wizards get Jerome Robinson in this three-way deal. The Cleveland Cavaliers of Detroit Pistons made a trade. Cleveland gets Andre Dumman. Detroit gets John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a 2023 second round pick. The lesser of Cleveland's or Golden State's as they own both. The Minnesota Timberwolves and Golden State Warriors make a deal. Minnesota gets D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Spellman. Golden State gets Andrew Wiggins, a 2021, it is top three protected, first round pick and a 2021 second round pick. The Sixers and Phil, uh, and Magic. Ennis goes for a second round pick. Magic get Ennis. The Hawks make a, also made another move here. The Atlanta Hawks get Scal, Labasetti, and cash considerations from the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers get a future protected second round pick. The Houston Rockets get Bruno Caboclo and a second round pick from Memphis with Jordan Bell and a second round pick. They'll swap second rounders there. The Clippers get cast considerations for Derek Walton. The Miami Heat get Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill from Memphis for Justice Winslow, James Johnson, and Dion Waiters. The Grizzlies get Gorgie Dieng and Jane, uh, for James Johnson from the Timberwolves. The Philadelphia 76ers in another deal. They get Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III from the Gold State Warriors. The cost is a 2020 second round pick, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2022 second round pick. Those picks are from Dallas, Denver, and Toronto. The Atlanta Hawks get Dwayne Dedman and a 2020 and 21 second round picks from Sacramento from, for Jabari Parker and Alex Len. And the Dallas Mavericks get Willie Cauley-Stein and a 2020 second-round pick from Golden State. I'm George Kurtz. This has been your Sports Grid Update. Back to Game Time. This is with Gabe Marenzi. Thank you very much, uh, George Kurtz. Uh, on this uh, Thursday evening, countdown to kickoff. You thought football was done. Football is not done. XFL football, and we've got numbers. All right, uh, we've got, uh, we got uh, Chris. We sent Chris to the window. We're finding out. I want to. Uh, I got to ask myself actually, but I just got here right before showtime, like in true star fashion. I actually rolled out of the SUV right into right into the book, uh, ready to rock. Um, I want to find out actually what's the XFL action because I got to be honest. I'm surprised there hasn't been any line movement yet. I saw there was lines posted a couple hours ago. Normally for these type of leagues, Alliance, XFL, etc. It'll be Arena League. The lines would move right away. I'm surprised that they're even posted this far in advance uh, right now. Let's bring in a Whale Capper. Always great uh, breaking bread with Whale Capper. What up, Whale Capper? Hey, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Pretty good considering we ended up going with Kansas City when it was all uh, said and done. <laughs> I remember we brought up Ross Perot. Better uh, only uh, dumb and dead people don't change their minds, right? And uh, sometimes right. it's better to change your mind to be right. That's absolutely, absolutely correct. And I feel like our whole angle on that game was, uh, you know, no lead is safe. And sure enough, 10-point uh, lead, six minutes to go wasn't enough to get San Francisco home. So uh, pretty awesome win. Pretty awesome cover for the Chiefs. That was a ton of, ton, you know, very fun uh, outcome for those of us who bet on the Chiefs. Uh, and, you know, they got to be the title favorites for next year. You know, this is uh, no reason to think that they can't repeat that success. Offense is, you know, clearly the best passing offense that we've seen in the game. Full healthy year out of Pat Mahomes. I think you could be, you know, very easily convinced me that uh, the Chiefs are live for two for two. Yeah, you know, the Baltimore Ravens are in a mix. I think the Buffalo Bills uh, have potential as an upstart team uh, right now, especially if Brady leaves. If Brady's gone, Buffalo can win that division, and then suddenly Buffalo would be hosting playoff games, and they'll be a lot tougher to beat up there um, in Buffalo in January as opposed to going on the road the last couple of times they've, uh, they've been in the playoffs. Uh, but... Uh, let's not live in the past. Uh, I always state, you know, unless you're a, unless you're a heavy metal band or a history professor, we can't live in the past. We've got football this weekend, and I remember you were down with the Alliance League. You were you were all over it. You were into betting it. What's your excitement level for the XFL right now? It's a it's low, man. I'm I'm really working hard to get my NBA handicapping back up to snuff. 
I had a great NBA start to the season. November, December were just white hot. Uh, and then January, I've completely fallen on my face. So uh, February for me is really about getting back into the uh, into the grind of the NBA season and uh, and cranking out some winners. Because I'll tell you, man, this XFL, like number one, the lines. Yeah, they look, uh, you know, they look like there is some soft stuff out there. If you have a good angle on who's, you know, who, which teams have a, you know, a reasonable coach, reasonable quarterback combo, because there's not many. Uh, but uh, with no totals, with no money line, a little difficult to really kind of go all in on that. Uh, but that said, it's, I'll be, I'll probably keep an eye on it, see if, uh, see if there's any edges to manifest. And, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, you know, having looked at the rosters, having looked at the coaches, it looks like kind of a league of haves and have nots to me. Um, there are probably three or four teams that I think are truly contenders, truly, you know, strong teams. Uh, so it may be a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit tilted in their direction as far as kind of the rules go. And as far as if there's any edges to manifest on the rules, um, I think they did a pretty decent job uh, in terms of capturing the fact that there's not really key numbers uh, that there's, you know, there's going to be a pretty quick pace of play, but that's going to be mit- mitigated by a little bit of uh, sloppiness and kind of unfamiliarity between teammates and coaching and things like that. So um, it's going to be, uh, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on, but I probably won't wait into the water until next week or the second or the week three, maybe. The Alliance League, the Alliance League started off to the unders. Yeah, you know, it was like three and one to the under. There was one game that went over, I think, in the first week, and similar situation in week two. And then the floodgates started to open. It's difficult with new new leagues, new teams, that the offense is going to flow, guys. Interesting that they haven't put totals out uh, yet. But just for the record, Seattle Dragons head coach Jim's, uh, Jim Zorn um, uh, goes into uh, Brandon Silver's uh, quarterback, uh, goes into Washington, D.C. Pep Hamilton, head coach. Uh, Cardell Jones, quarterback. Uh, defenders are minus seven and a half. One thing I don't like doing in these new leagues is laying a lot of points. Like, what's the justification uh, for it? Uh, the Houston Roughnecks are five and a half point favorites against Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, why Dallas are ten point favorites against St. Louis? Why? Because like, yeah, that's like, what. what like, <laughs> yeah, people yeah, I don't, have I'm not saying they won't. They won't. Yeah, people have kind of decided that Seattle and St. Louis are going to be terrible, and they, uh, you know, have kind of shaped those lines. A lot of steam on those favorites, and I don't know if I totally buy into it for, for sure. With that, uh, uh, the DC uh, DC Seattle game doesn't make a ton of sense. That would be seven and a half, but so that's not a terrible terrible strategy. Let's hit the NBA on the other side. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, 
I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, as you can see, it's a full house here today, man. They're betting the horses big time. Dover Downs, race six. I actually bet a couple of horses uh, last night. I came close. I couldn't resist uh, Whale Capper, and uh, great, uh, it was great handicapping on my uh, half. I bet on the horse because the horse told me to. The horse's name was <laughs> Bet On Me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it was Bet On Me. Yeah, like you Can't see lose. the horse's name is Bet On Me. I actually looked up, and I thought, you know what? It's a pretty good name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was twenty-five to one. He was eighteen to one. He closed at twenty-five to one. He came in. He came in fourth place, and of course, I had him the show. I took him the show, not nice. to win. Wow. <laughs> and of wow. course, he finished it. He was right there too. He was right there. Oh, I was betting some lowbrow tracks. I can't wait to have Cam on later. Cam's <laughs> in Vegas right now. Uh, I, I never even heard of this. I was betting Rosecroft. Like, literally, I was here with, like, it was, like, what? midnight. There was, like, three people left. There was actually, like, a little riot here. I'll tell the story later because uh, we got whale cappers. So, I got to say, well, I'm a little disappointed in your lack of excitement for the XFL, uh, whale yeah. capper. But yeah. you you heard it here first. The Tampa Bay Vipers are winning the XFL championship. Ooh, uh, like the that. Tampa Bay Vipers um, are going to win the championship. Uh, but I know, so, you know, you're, I, I, it's not your lack of excitement for the XFL, but... You went from the NFL, now you're focused on the NBA. Ready to go, and the trade deadline has come and gone. The rosters are, uh, are, now, um, are now set. What did you think of uh, what happened? I, you know, my quick take on it is it was interesting, Well, Capper. A lot of, like, pretty good players were traded and, like, kind of big-name players. Capella, Wiggins, uh, D'Angelo Russell. But none of them have an impact on anything. Capella goes Absolutely to Atlanta. True. Wiggins goes to Golden State. Russell goes to Minnesota. So as far as, like, moving any needles, it didn't do anything. Has an impact on next year's rosters. And I'll be curious to see how teams handle it moving forward. But the clear winner of the day, you would say, and I'm not talking about teams and draft picks they get back and stuff, but the Clippers getting Marcus Morris is a pretty big move by the Clippers. An already, already very good defensive team. You know, just got even tougher. Think about this. Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, and Marcus Morris on the floor at the same time. Have fun going into the paint, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really shored up one of their bigger areas of weakness. They were a little soft in terms of rim protection just because of their size. You know, of their best defenders did kind of lend other teams to kind of funnel them to the rim a little bit. Um, and I think Marcus Morris was a nice pickup for them. And I do think that that tilts, I don't know if that tilts the balance even more in their favor. I kind of had them favored, you know, pretty comfortably in a seven game series over the Lakers anyway. So, but I do think that helps solidify one of their key weaknesses. So Clippers, uh, Clippers now, in my opinion, ought to be the market favorites in the West, but they're not people still really high on this Lakers team. And, uh, I think that that presents some value on the Clippers. I would also say uh, the other winners I thought were the Bucks, not because they made a move, but just because all the other contenders in the East really didn't do anything to shore up their problems. Uh, not, you know, the Celtics didn't get any size. Uh, the, you know, the, um, the Sixers didn't get any shooting. Like they really, uh, I was a little nervous because I'm, I'm a huge Bucks guy. I've been, been on the Bucks all season. I, I really think they win the East pretty comfortably this season. Um, and I was looking around, kind of waiting, hoping, crossing my fingers that some somebody wouldn't panic trade and and give uh, you know give the the Clipper, I mean, give the Celtics a, a big that they needed, or give the uh, uh, the Sixers a shooter that they needed. And so, uh, thankfully, uh, this is you know the trade trade deadline coming and going. I think was very good for the Clippers because of who they got. And very good for the Bucks because of who their competitors did not get. You know, I think if you look at the Eastern Conference, uh, Milwaukee are a dangerous team. They still have to get it done in the playoffs, although they did make it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so they have that experience. The Raptors didn't need to do anything well, Capper. They're riding a 12-game win streak. Uh, they've been unhealthy all year. They have a full roster right now for the first time. 
they, you know, they have a bunch of dudes that are playing uh, for money next year anyways. You know what I mean? The Baca, uh, Van Fleet. Um, you've got all kinds um, uh, Gasol. You've got other guys on the team. So the Raptors can re-tinker and moving forward. And I would say the Miami Heat. Like, if I'm looking at the East here, my, my top three teams, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Miami. And, yep. you know, Philadelphia are head cases. Boston are okay, but they're inconsistent. Um, they're fragile, Boston. They're, they can be good, but they're, you know, they're fragile at the same point in time. And, man, Scotty Farrell loves crushing that uh, popcorn, huh? Uh, but it's like, I think it's like healthy stuff he's crushing over here. I see him over you know, I don't know if he's betting on the ponies over here. Pharrell will uh, be coming on right after us. But, uh, all right, we, we can go on about, like, wax poetic. We have a lot of time to talk about futures. Fun night tonight in the NBA, actually, Whale Capper. For Thursday yeah. night post-football, I'm excited to have you on. Like, we got some big games. Let's jump in right now. Well, Zion Williamson, no minute restriction tonight. So uh, is, is his prop is 21.5 points. They're laying 5.5 uh, tonight. Marcus Morris is dealt. The Orlando Magic are laying 3.5 at the Knicks. But the three games that caught my eye tonight, let's start off. Philadelphia at Milwaukee. What's your take on this one? Nine point, God, uh, great one. Point spread, total 227. Yeah, this is an awful lot of points for a team in Philadelphia that matches up pretty well with the Bucks. I would have uh, expected this to open around seven, seven and a half. So the fact that it's nine, nine and a half is telling you all you need to know. People are ice cold on the Sixers. No public support for this team. The market can charge a surcharge uh, for the Bucks, and I do think that the Sixers are the right side here. I think this will be a competitive game. We saw these teams match up. Uh, on Christmas Day, it was a you know, obviously the the Sixers had otherworldly shooting in that moment, you know, in that spot in that game. I can't I can't imagine that this is in any way, shape, or form a Sixers runaway. Um, but the way that they, uh, you know, the way that they can match up specifically uh, with their, you know, their starting five against the uh, Bucks starting five is pretty solid, uh, and this should be a pretty competitive contest. I think that this is a game that's decided late in the fourth quarter, and I think uh, nine nine and a half points is uh, is a kind of a silly number and this is a huge value on the uh, uh on the side of the sixers you so see you're really interested the worst team in against the spread on the road in the nba yeah the numbers it's built into the number though like by a lot like uh um the, yes there is i mean think about like you know think, i mean just think about like the strength of these rosters think about the strength of these teams like are, are you telling me that there really is five, five and a half, six points difference between these two teams when you factor in home fit, home court advantage? It's it's just that the number itself presents at least two points of value just because no one is going to the window to back the Sixers right now. Like you can't, you really have a very tough time finding any market support for this team given yep. how poorly they've played lately. But if you also look at like their, you know, some of their worst stretches of the season, some of the uh, times when they, you know, the market really f- was down on this team. They went into some head-to-head matchups against some of the better teams in the league, and they played up. And I think that's kind of the nature of the Sixers team. They kind of have lost focus, lost, uh, you know, ab- the ability to compete uh, when they're going up against, you know, teams that either they a have, you know, have their number, or they think they can just win at the end, or they've completely dismissed them as, you know, having a chance. Like that's when the Sixers underwhelm. That's when they let you down. You know, when they're 11 or 10 point favorites against the the wizards and they lose outright by like a by double digits you know like those those kind of games is are how the sixers let you down it's not when they're going up against the best in the east and they have the opportunity to give them their uh, eighth loss of the season so i think the uh, sixers absolutely compete tonight i don't believe they'll get the win um but i think they keep this within two possessions and uh so i'll take the nine and a half nine points uh and and uh and enjoy the game Whale Capper with us. Uh, one of the hottest teams in the NBA, the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Whale Capper. And, um, you know, Blazers got waxed the other night, but they've been on, hell, on a hell of a run. The numbers, you know, Damian Lillard's been the hottest player in the NBA. The number, you know, was three, then it went up to three and a half. I see it's back down to three right now. Spurs are seven and three ATS last ten. Blazers six and four ATS last ten. Uh, the Spurs have been a pretty good road team, 13-10 and 10 against the spread on the road this year, and Portland have burnt money at home. But with all that being <laughs> stated, you know, Portland, it's, it's San Antonio been on the road forever. They had a tough yeah. road trip earlier. They got through it. Then they sort of, like, kind of climbed their way back. But yep. now here they are in the middle of this rodeo stuff uh, once again. And, um, and I don't know if they're going to be able to absorb this. I, I, I get the feeling Portland gets them tonight in a high-scoring game. Yeah, I agree with you. 
I, I like the over in this, and I like the uh, the the Blazers here. The and you're you're right. The Blazers have been white hot lately. Uh, I got a good amount down on them over the course of their winning stretch and uh, did pretty nicely against the spread for me. Uh, but then uh, burned it all in a pile of money against the uh, against the Nuggets. Man, did they cool off in a, in a major way? Like I think they were they most of that game they were behind by thirty points in a game they were expected to stay within five. So that one hurt a lot. And I think that you know I don't I'm not, I know I'm not alone that uh, there were a lot of folks who were really uh, hot on the Blazers uh, two nights ago. So it's it's you know, it's a it's a tough one to get involved with, given how poorly they performed last time out. Um, but I do agree with you; they are the uh, more impressive offense. The handful of matchups we've seen against the Spurs this season, um, they really have performed well. The Spurs have a tough time defending some of the perimeter uh, looks that the Blazers can give you. And uh, you know, it's it's it. This is a uh, this is their time. Like they're on the fringe of the playoffs. Like if they put things together here, they can actually make something of their season and get in here. So I do think the motivational angle exists for them, and the rest angle absolutely in their favor with the Spurs on this end of the brutal travel uh, stretch here and uh and you know for sure um there's got to be some mental you know hiccups that the spurs are going to have to get over in this game i don't think it was a poor it was a pretty poorly kept secret that they were shopping DeRozan, they were shopping aldridge uh there were a lot of guys on this roster who are kind of the guys they depend on to be their you know their first wave of scoring uh who you know 24 hours ago, probably thought, I wonder what team I'm going to be on uh, next, you know, next week. Uh, and not, you know, all that stuff fall, falls through. And it's, I, I don't know how they, they get their guys motivated to go out and give them an honest effort on the road and in this spot with this rest disadvantage. So I'm with you blazers in this one. Uh, and uh, you know, they get their 120 points. And arguably the funnest game of the night, the Rockets and the Lakers uh, this evening. Uh, the total is incredibly high. Something that caught my eye. Rockets, 9-0 to the over versus teams uh, with a winning record. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll just keep it for a minute, Will Cap. We'll just get your opinion on the Rockets and Lakers on the other side, and we'll let them go. And uh, Cam Stewart's going to check in from Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. Fun night of NBA basketball uh, tonight. Rockets and Lakers from the Staples Center. Get on the grid, Sports Grid. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Game time decisions continues. I am Marenzi. All right, uh, we appreciate Whale Capper's patience uh, with us. So, uh, Whale Capper, Rockets and Lakers tonight in your backyard. God, uh, you know, so you know, the, the the Kobe, you know, the the Kobe, um, the Kobe stuff is still uh, it still sucks. You know, it's just it's it's. It's it's sad. The Lakers, uh, you, know, you can't watch the Lakers now without thinking about Kobe Bryant uh, right now. Uh, so every game at the Staples Center from here on out is just going to be big and emotional, and the playoffs are going to be uber emotional. And there's super pressure on the Lakers right now. It was too much to overcome against the Blazers. They've settled in. To me, what stands out, Will Capper, is that they've scored 258 points in their last uh, couple of games. And in their last two games, the total is high here at 236 and a half, but uh, the Houston Rockets, 9-0 over versus teams with a winning record uh, as well. What do you make of this game? It opened up at 6 overnight, but I thought that was low. It's been bet up. What do you make of this game tonight? Yeah, I'm with you. I thought 6 was low as well. I got in early on the Lakers. It went up as high as about 7.5, 8, and now it's coming back down to six, six and, you know, 7, 6.5. I still think the Lakers are the right side here. They have the rest advantage. It's pretty sizable. And um, you know, we're going to get to see this uh, small ball lineup. You know, P.J. Tucker starting at center uh, and really no big to back him up. Like, this is going to be a fascinating experiment. I don't think they're going to figure it out the first time out. It's going to take them a couple of uh, 
uh, games here to really figure out their defensive um, rotations in a way that they aren't just getting absolutely buried at the rim. And if you're vulnerable at the rim, I'll tell you a team you do not want to play is the Lakers. Like this is a brutal matchup, brutal spot for the Rockets to be rolling out this look. And, you know, as far as 238 as a total, this might be the last Rockets game of the season we see a total in the 230s. Like, you know, if this if yeah. this experience, yeah, if this experiment goes the way I think it's going to go, you're going to see 240s for the Rockets games from here on out. And uh, it should be a fun watch. And, I, you know, this is this one, this is a get your popcorn kind of game. Yeah, no, it's good. It is a lot of fun. I'm looking at Ant- well, Anthony Davis tonight. And that's what I was thinking when I saw about P.J. Tucker. I'm like, yeah, man, he's scrappy. I know he's done this before. And... But it's going to be a severe problem. I don't understand. You know, I don't know what Houston are doing. Daryl Morey's a smart guy, but it's like he's he keeps trying to dig a hole by, like, getting out. Let's keep dig, digging. You know what I mean? It's like, problem's yes. not working. And now you're even going more of this style. Like, what are you, insane? So what about Anthony Davis tonight? Like, is he the one that's just going to drop, like, 42 points on them, 52? How the hell are they going to stop this guy? How are they going to stop know. him in yeah. the paint? Who's going to try to stop him? I, I Harden's not. That. Westbrook's not. <laughs> PJ Tucker yeah, I, will try, but he's just going to get dunked on. <laughs> yeah, it's this is this this sets up this sets up poorly for these guys, and you know maybe you know sometimes you know the when you have these expectations, it doesn't entirely play out to form because we are speculating. We haven't really seen this in its entirety, uh, so it'll be it'll be a little. You know, this is a little bit of guesswork, but you're absolutely right. Anthony Davis scores forty points tonight. I won't be surprised at all. Like that, I, you know, I think his. Uh, his likely output is probably, you know, his, what's, what's his line even? 35? Something like that, probably? 28 and a half. 20, 28 yeah, and a half. That, that's wild. I, that seems, seems like incredible value because, you know, he's shooting the three well. He's, uh, you know, almost certainly going to be your first pick in the all-star draft when that comes up. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's he's playing at an elite level this season. Love to see it. You know, his, it's it's really fun seeing a player of his caliber on a team that's this competitive. And uh, I think the Lakers get it done. Uh, in style and uh, hang a, hang a number on this team. Well, I'll get you out with this. Uh, another team in your backyard, although they're on the road tonight. Loyola Marymount, Akinzaga. I don't I don't get the live movement on this. The total was one forty three, one forty three and a half. It's down to one thirty nine right now. And there's always that assumption that while well, teams aren't going to score enough in the blowout win, um, in in a blowout win, but they do. Listen, uh, Gonzaga are twenty three and one straight up. Uh, Whale capper on the year. All right, um, they're they're thirteen and eleven against the spread. They're always laying boatload of points, but the money to be made with the Zags, nineteen and five to the over, Ooh. nineteen and five capper to Ooh. the over. Yeah. What do you think of this? Uh, and, are the Zags are Zags for real? Like, do they have a legit shot this year? Because it feels like there's really not any other. There's no blue chip programs that are contending this year. Is this the Zags year finally? Yeah, there's a lot of people that believe that if it's not this year, then it's never. Right? That, like, this is this is it. There's no blue bloods. There's no dominant team. Yeah. Mark Few's been here a million times before. Right? And that's what it takes. You'll notice there's a recipe for it. We'll go over it, Will Capper, before the tournament. Mark Lawrence uh, came up uh, with the cocktail concoction. And it's unbelievable. Mark Lawrence has isolated the, the four to six teams that can win on a yearly basis, like 22 out of the last 23 years. Nice. And nice. it's basically a, it's a formula, Whale Capper, of do you have an All-American or NBA draft pick on your team? Has your coach yep. been in a Sweet 16 and Elite 8 before? Um, you need to score. I remember it off the top of my head. You need to score more than 73 points a game, and you need to give up less than 73 points a game. Um, you know, there's just there's, there's like a criteria and it's 20 out of the 21 years type thing, or like 19 out of 21, and the two, like, anomalies are UConn, <laughs> when UConn yeah. keeps surprising everyone every seven years, right? Those were But it is amazing. Anyway, yeah. yeah, like, coaching matters, talent matters. There is a recipe for success, and that's why you see the same teams all the time get close and then sometimes win. But, yeah, I'm just stating, Gonzaga, 19-5 and five to the over. 19 and 5 to the over, and we got a total here at 139. I mean, I've been blindly betting it. It's one of those deals that you just step up and you bet Gonzaga to go over every night, uh, Whale Capper. Yeah, bankroll builder right there. I love it. Just do it for the whole season. You're in Always good shape, a- man. Yeah. 
Always a pleasure, my man. Great stuff as always. Hell of a run. We're jealous of the weather where you're at right now. <laughs> All right. Take care, buddy. Have a good one. Whale capper uh, with us. Throwing it down. So, yeah, Gonzaga tonight. And as you saw, good job getting it up. Uh, Gonzaga, 19-5 and to the over on the year. 19-5 and to the over on the year. And I get it. There's always the There's always that concern. There's always the concern that, wow, well, their opponent's not going to score a much. It's going to be like a complete blowout. And if you do the math, it gets there. Like, if you do the math, it gets there because Gonzaga, uh, listen, Gonzaga's scoring is a little down, actually. They only, ooh, they only scored 83 points in their last game. But they've gone over the number in six straight games. And they've gone over the number in eight of their last ten games. Now, as far as Loyola Marymount is concerned, they already played these guys. Um, they, they, not that long ago. They played January the 11th. They played these guys in Los Angeles. And there was 149 points scored in the game. Uh, today, we got 139 is the total right now. It was 87-62. And to be honest, Gonzaga kind of took it easy on them. Now, there's two. There's two. And I'm telling you, I bet every Gonzaga game would go over. There's two ways that Gonzaga have gone about this this year with their totals, and they're 19-5 to the over. When they play really bad teams like Marymount tonight, it gets into the 140s, 145s, and you get these totals in, you know, 143, 146. You know, 140 against Pacific, it was 143. They got to the 150s. Generally, they're averaging about 156 or so. Like, it generally gets into the 150s uh, when you talk about Gonzaga. When they play someone halfway decent, like they played the Dons the other night. The Dons hung 79 on Gonzaga. Gonzaga are not a great defensive team, right? So they hung 79 on them. You know, and when they play good teams, they're going to get into the high 150s, 160s. When they play bad teams, they'll get into the high 140s. It opened at 143.5 last night, down to uh, 139. I, I don't get the line movement. And you look at Loyola Marymount, yeah, they're not a great offensive team. But, you know, they just scored 67 against Pepperdine. They scored 50 against Pacific, 62. What are they going to score tonight? Probably 50 or so. You know, so I get it. Like, you know, so basically Gonzaga's going to have to, like, lay, lay a lot on them to get this game to go over the number. But my suggestion is let's lay the points as well. Gonzaga, they're not playing around, man. They're murdering teams. And especially, I guarantee you, Mark Few is a uh, he's an old-school, hard-ass type of coach. It's very hard to motivate a basketball team that's 23-1 and one and plays against subpar competition on a nightly basis. So how do you motivate him? Well, he'll get them going by, we only beat Santa Clara by 10. We only beat San Francisco by 4. Gonzaga's going to be in a bad mood tonight, and I get it. It's 25, 25 and a half points. And you ask yourself, wow, you really want to lay 25 points in a college basketball game? Well, let me ask you, do you want a piece of uh, Loyola Marymount plus the points tonight? Because I tell you what, unless uh, the late great Hank Gathers is playing with Bo Kimball, no, I don't want the points. And, man, I miss those days. You know, people don't talk about Kobe Bryant uh, passing. I guarantee you, I don't know, Will and Chris are pretty knowledgeable uh, sports guys. Um, do you guys know who Hank Gathers is? Neither of you don't know who Hank Gathers is. That's what I'm saying. Like people talk about Kobe Bryant, the Hank Gathers story is more tragic than Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was 41 years old. Kobe Bryant lived a great life, won like five NBA titles, made a ton of money. So for the record, for those of you, because I, I get it, I'm not trying to be that guy that all oh, you should know. There was an ESPN 30 for 30 about him, though. Hank Gathers was Loyola Marymount. He was the leading scorer in college basketball. It was his dream to play in the NBA. He dropped dead on the court in the middle of a game. And then Bo Kimball got drafted by the Clippers. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. As you can see, they're all here today. Full house, laying it down. A little turfway action right now. Our main man Lindsey's here, and uh, he uh, he informed uh, Window Will. Lindsey's got some hot tips tonight. Later on, says around nine o'clock, he's got some inside uh, information and some tips. He wants to come on. I think we'll put him on in-game live uh, later. See what he's uh, got. I mentioned last night after the show, I ended up not leaving right away. I, I was I was waiting. I was trying to cash a ticket and. I was like, you know what? Oh, I, uh, and Callaway was still here. There wasn't a lot of people left. I was like, you know what? Well, I'll bet a, I'll bet some ponies. And it was hardcore. And Cam Stewart joins us right now. Now I want to get back to the Hank Gather story. We'll do it when we have more time. Um, there's Callaway over there. Uh, Cam, hey, hey, good to good to talk to you, Cam. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Gabe. Uh, it's actually crazy. Like our conversation that we talked about. Like I tell Lisa this too. It's like. I've never been in like a mode like this. You'd be proud of me, buddy. Like I'm going down to the table and I do it in spots, right? I literally have a session. I try to make 50 to 80 bucks and I leave. The minute I lose three, four hands in a row, I don't stick around. I walk, I'll go play ponies, sports bet, watch a little bit, come back, start fresh, do it again. Like up 40, up 60. Like I am like just trying to like make a couple hundred dollars in sessions. And so far, so good, buddy. I played with this guy, Howard from Alaska today. He was playing like a couple hundred dollars a hand. We went on a heater. We won uh, seven hands in a row, so uh, things are going good. I lost a big double, too. I'd be up, like, crazy amounts of money. I had to splits against a, a six, and the dealer filled in. But other than that, man, things have been really good. And, uh, yeah, the sports book has been good last night, too. So, you know what you say, Marantz? It's weird. Me and you have talked about this. When you go slow, you do a lot better, but it's hard to because I really want to get it all back, but you can in one chunk. That's the problem. I like that. Howard uh, from Alaska. <laughs> That's great, <laughs> Howard. It's a great, great handle, Howard from Alaska. So yeah, last night, Cam, I was here. It was late. It was after the show, and I was waiting to cash a ticket. There was a game going on. I ended up playing a game, and I didn't time it properly. I was like, damn. But the thing is, it was an exciting game, Vanderbilt and LSU. So it was a lot of points. So I was like, ah, whatever. I always rush out of here. I'll just stay. I sat here for a few minutes, and the machine broke down, Cam. Like one minute before. One of the horse uh, races went off last night from Northfield Park. Oh, oh, Race 15, oh. no, 14. Kim. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, oh. no, no. They had to call security. It wasn't funny. Like, all these nice guys, they get nasty fast, man. Like, one dude, like, kicked a chair. One, like, it was serious. Like, they had, like, to get, like, four or five security guards. And they were like, listen, you, like, basically told them, you dumb degenerates. You missed it because they were like, if it effing wins and I'm going to freak. They were flipping out. And basically, security was like, you're, you're here every day. It happens, right? The machine got caught. Like, paper got jammed or something. But it was late. So there was only one or two windows open, Cam. So it was, uh, oh, it was like a brouhaha. I was cracking up and threw it all. Callaway, stoic. Didn't say a word, Cam. Hands in pockets. Yeah, he never he changes his expression. He just stood there. So last night I went up and I'm ordering dinner. I ordered a grilled cheese, fries. Callaway comes up. He orders a coffee. <laughs> All right. No, he was nice. like I like next Callaway. to a rock star yeah. camp. Like I want to introduce myself. Yeah. Like, but I almost got nervous. I'm like, this is as close as I've been to the guy. <laughs> like he was right next to me. Cam <laughs> didn't say a word. He didn't even oh, say coffee. That. You know what he did? Yeah. He rolled up. He, he, he just put three bucks. He put three bucks, and he just looked the other way like they, she knows what he wants. He got his coffee. He didn't say thank you. He didn't say a word. He was like, he got his coffee. He walked away. Like, I'm telling you, he's, I, want to do a doc, I want to do a documentary on this guy. So last night came. I don't know if you know this racetrack. I, it's a new low. Like, this dude, they were running in the pouring rain, bro. 
And uh, these horses were not going fast. Like, it was coming in camera at, like, 202s and 204s. Rose Cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the raceway by the beltway. That's like an <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah, even yeah. think I could bet no, no, Rose, Rose Cross. It makes Western Fair look big leagues, Cam. Like, I was watching. I'm like, I, I said to myself, yeah, this is great. Here I am at a track at 11.45 at night betting on Rosecroft. And I could not resist, Cam. I got in on the last night of the race at Northfield. <laughs> they were running in a snowstorm awesome. last night at Northfield Park. Um, all right, so uh, college basketball, Cam. Take Gonzaga tonight to go over the number. Gonzaga, Marymount over the number. Gonzaga boat races them in a blessing term for you. They're going to win by 34 or something yep. like that. But I really like the USC Trojans plus 10. I like the Trojans plus 10 tonight. They're at Arizona. USC Trojans, 17-5 and five on the year. Good job getting it up. 17-5 and five on the year. Um, they're not getting any respect. They're not even ranked. 5-2 and two against the spread their last seven. 6-1 and one against the spread their last uh, uh, seven on the road. Um, I, you know, to me, this, the number's a little bit too high. USC were playing great basketball, Cam. They didn't play well the other night, so suddenly you get value. We saw the same thing with Seton Hall. Playing great basketball, they lose a game, boom. People, yep. like, you know, jump off the wagon right away. These good teams bounce back. Too many points. USC's a good team this year, Cam. I'm telling you, I've watched them play a lot. They're going to hang with Arizona tonight. Give me the 10 points. Yeah, I like that. I was also talking to some guys I play blackjack with, and uh, one, one of my guys that I cashed tickets with, uh, he gave me some real low-grade college basketball tonight, UTEP. Plus four and a half, he likes. He likes Texas San Antonio, plus six and a half, and Western Kentucky, plus one. I put that in a parlay. I told him I like UConn at plus four. He told me they bet it down to two and a half here. It's also a revenge spot, Gabe. Remember the game versus Tulsa where uh, UConn came back and they lost in overtime? But I kind of worry because a lot of people are taking the Huskies in this spot, but I'm with you. I'll ride USC with you in that late game. And hockey tonight, I like Tampa Bay, Colorado in regulation, Edmonton and Calgary, and I have two things to say. There's going to be two or three juicy dogs on the board. Watch out for New Jersey against Philly, plus 185. The Islanders, plus 180, uh, are playing the Kings. Watch out for the Kings, plus 180. And Detroit, how the hell is the Buffalo Sabres minus 230 against anybody? They're horrible. Give me the Detroit Red Wings, plus 190 against the Sabres as well. I'll ride the dogs. <laughs> you talked about it, Cam. So you like the Lightning tonight over the Penguins, minus 165? Yeah, that's one of the favorites I like just because of the goaltending. Murray's in net. He hasn't been as good as Jari. He's been like Pittsburgh's go-to guy, so I'm going to ride the lightning tonight. Colorado's just on a heater, Gabe, and both Alberta teams are coming off losses, Edmonton and Calgary, but I also like the over in Philadelphia and New Jersey. I see lots of goals in that game, and I think the dogs are very dangerous tonight. Watch out for the Kings. Uh, like you can't, I like the Islanders, but you can't be laying over $2 with these teams. That's the thing, so I'm going to take a shot with some dogs as well. Hopefully we cash. You know what, you got a nice, how long, how much were you there for uh, the weekend? When are you coming back? Yeah, I'm coming back. I think we're coming back on Tuesday. I'll talk to Lisa about it. I know we got, I know it's a really extended flight. Sorry, buddy. Uh, we got the extended package. She booked it. And uh, yeah, I told Tuesday. you we're coming back uh, that week. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's like a nine, 10 day trip. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's why I told you I had financial problems, but I'm working on them now. Things are going very, very well. So yeah, a lot of people to visit, a lot of things to see. Gabe, I told you, I love it here. We're going to go see Uncut Gems, too. There's a movie theater where we are. I really like this place. Full of seniors, and I love it. Hey, you're going to have bigger financial problems after not working for 10 days. You better win down there. You are correct. I've already talked to her about that. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the bathroom. Right I, just, like, I better just, I just win I just, or work overtime if I get back. I just ruined, I just ruined Cam's trip. <laughs> I'm like, Cam's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I fought back, you know, it's good. Going to see a going to see a movie tonight and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, but you're gonna I'm like, Yeah, yeah, but you're gonna be really broke when you get back. Like <laughs> Exactly. I'm not working for ten days. Like that's the thing, I'm a freelancer, right? So uh, you bring up excellent points, Morency, and uh, good luck good luck with the picks, may the winners be yours. Hey, what about Wiggins getting traded to Golden State? Crazy NBA stuff, buddy. What what a day for the NBA, man. I was just looking at those trades watching the TVs, man. Crazy stuff going down. Crazy. Yeah. How about the Raptors? 12 wins in a row right now. That's what's crazy. These guys, it can't. They're hot. But, oh, but yeah. Put a little future. Don't there. Compare, and com compare, compare the numbers. We'll look. Let me see quickly here. Bet 365. 
I want to see what bet 365 yeah. have for the Raptors to win the title. Look in Vegas. Let me know what you get there. Because I tell you here at FanDuel right now, the Toronto Raptors okay. are 36 to 1. Bro, they're 17 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. Or 10 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. 36 to 1 to win the title. You got to be kidding me. 36 to 1, Cam. Like, uh, you. Oh, that's they get nuts. zero respect. That's absolutely it's unbelievable. insane. How do, you, how do you not take them even in the East? With that bet, and then you and then you got an ability to take them the other way, right? Like seventeen to one for the East? Are you kidding me? That line no, should be to like one. nine, like ten to one, eight or nine, ten to one. Oh, sorry, okay. That's, that's still, that's yeah, still yeah, crazy, yeah. though. That's yeah, crazy. I know. I'll text you, game, I know. but I think here they're forty. I think they're four. From what I've read, no, I got no the, the sheets out for the futures for baseball, but we'll talk. Nope. I think they're forty to one here to win it all. Yeah, no panic. I was just, I was just curious. All right, Cam, may the winners be yours. Enjoy Vegas. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, time to go to work when I come back. <laughs> Have a good one, friend. See ya. I'll speak to you tomorrow. I'll speak to you tomorrow. There's uh, Cam Stewart uh, with us. Yeah, I'm all business time. Like, all right, we got to go. Uh, how many more minutes do we have, Yang? When do we end this show? Fifty-seven. One minute. All right. You know what? I love Whale Capper, but with all due respect, I don't trust the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the Bucks kill them. Give me the Bucks minus the points. 76ers, Bucks to go over the number. Zion Williamson over 21 and a half points. I like the Blazers to beat the Spurs, but it might be close, so it might be a money line play there. I think I think it's track meet central tonight in the NBA. I think all the games are going over. Not all of them, but the big ones. I like uh, so like I said, so Bucks to win, 76ers, Bucks uh, to go over the number, Bucks to cover. Zion Williamson over 21 and a half points. Portland Trailblazers money line. Spurs Blazers over. Rockets, Lakers over. Anthony Davis over 28 and a half points. College basketball, USC Trojans plus 10. Gonzaga minus 25. Gonzaga, Loyola, Marymount over uh, the number. And uh, we'll have a bunch of in-game uh, late-night picks up for you on in-game live. Shout out. Good job at the pit, uh, guys. Uh, Scotty Farrell coming up. I'll be back at 9 o'clock. In-game live. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.